To the Christians in Culture podcast. This is our first episode. My name's Adam Bear. I'm the uh, creative director at C3 Church in Picton. We're here with uh, Jimmy Brennan, and I'm uh, one of the leaders uh, for the young adults uh, for at C3 Camden. And Mr. Bassman. Oh yeah, play a bit of bass. Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. And we're here with the awesome Pastor Rowan Bell. He's also known as the Bishop sometimes the bishop, by some people. The yes. Bishop Rowan Bell, who's yes, the lead pastor of, of C3, Picton and Camden. It's good to be with you guys. We're in for some fun in this podcast. Yeah, yeah this is a f- our first go at it. We've, uh, it's actually our third go at it. It's actually our third go, so <laughs> oh, well, this is take oh, three. Yeah, we've three been and upstairs and now we're downstairs. Our pizza's gone cold and we've changed programs, changed mics. It's all Changed computers. Yeah. So if you want to give us money so we can here. buy a good studio, Come then we, we'll take your money. <laughs> oh, <hear> the Lord. <laughs> we, we will take your money. That sounds as good as my uh, giving uh, thing the other day. Yeah, we'll you know pass along so we can take it. I mean, that doesn't sound too that good. That doesn't sound right, <laughs> yeah. does it, Jimmy? No. So Christians in culture is a thing that we have been wrestling with together for the last couple of months. Um, and so we thought we'd put together this podcast and the reason for it is to encourage Christians to wisely wrestle through some of the complex issues that we face in today's society. We want to equip and empower people to be able to um, live as a Christian in, in the society that we find ourselves Absolutely. in today. Absolutely, yep. So yeah. that's actually do... a whole lot better than the first time, Adam, when you just read it off the script. That's right. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Hey, I will, I'm yep. thinking for myself now. You are. See, take, take three is, is always mm. better than take one. That's but right. as we said before, there's no video evidence, so we don't have scripts. Don't have a script. Oh, Podcasts me. never I have, have 13, scripts. 13,000 words of scripts yeah, for okay. these 15 yeah, podcasts. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah. You did do a lot of uh, I, writing yes, for thank this. You. Give yeah. credit where credit is due. So uh, we have 15 episodes that we're going to record over the next couple of weeks and um, we hope to get them all out to you They'll guys. They'll be sort of staggered between yeah. uh, October and December, hopefully. Mm. Yep. Yeah, we won't, won't all, there'll be other people speaking as well as the three of us, but uh, I really felt that we could kick it off with you two gentlemen who are very avid podcast listeners. That and we very, listen to a few. very active in your podcast conversations. So mm-hmm. I thought uh, we, I would invite you guys to, to work with me on this, which is great, haven't you? And we'll have some other people join us for different topics as well along the way. Yeah, looking forward to it. Very good. Well, I, I just start with the first question that we have to address mm-hmm. to Pastor Rowan. What would you say to people who might disagree with some of the content or have a different perspective to what we talk about here? Well, Adam, I think uh, the purpose, as you said, of this podcast uh, is really to encourage Christians to think for themselves. Uh, I, I think uh, it's certainly the desire in me as a lead pastor, uh, as I as I pastor people, is to help people to do that. I feel at times that uh, in the world today we are kind of bombarded by opinions and uh, we're not really encouraged to think for ourselves. In fact, it's kind of like we're expected that we would go along with a certain perspective, and uh, and so I think that. I, for someone to say that they want to, for, you know, the question was, what if you disagree? I would say that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I would say I'm on a journey. 
I've done a lot of reading and listening and researching uh, on some of the topics that we'll be discussing in this series, but I by no means am an expert. I'm on a learning journey too, and so I would just say, hey, cut me some grace, and I'd cut you grace as well. I want to start, be able to have some robust conversation even among those who are on board yeah. here um, and recognize that we're into conversation, and I think probably what I am most disappointed about in today's mm. world, and I don't know what you guys think, but I, I'm yeah. most disappointed is that I think one of the downsides of social media is it doesn't cultivate a conversation. It cultivates no. yeah. opinion. Statements. Statements of opinion. We're a, exactly. state, we're a statement statement culture via the online uh, social media presence that we all we all have, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's just all about statements and highlights and yep. yeah, and um, yeah, and I'm all for disagreement. I love a good discussion, and I love a uh, and I know that even just sitting at this table, I know there will probably be some things that we might not see eye to eye on, that's but that's totally, the whole point. I think that we need to have um, to know that um, we don't have all the answers. Yeah. Um, there'll be things that we'll all disagree on and then we'll all just walk away going, okay, we disagree. Um, none of us are necessarily going to come away going, yeah, that's right, but we're all happy to have that discussion and walk away with something to think about and I think that's what I'm looking forward to in, yeah. in this as well. Yeah, that's right. Like We live in a world where we can't just drop the mic every conversation that we have. Yeah. We actually have to live in the world together yeah. Correct. Um, in relationship and on Facebook or on social, we have the, we have a tendency to just drop the mic yeah. all the time. It's all about the big the big thing. Yeah, that's like, right. Can what I can I say that makes a statement? It's probably not the best way to to actually make that statement because the people you're trying to make it to need to be in relationship with you, and you actually need to share the same air. Yeah, that's one of the things I love the most about sitting around this table is that we get to eat some pizza and share the air together and actually mm. talk about stuff that. Because, you know, I know in my mind there's always stuff going on in my head as I'm listening to content, but to actually have a conversation helps me kind of figure out what I know and what I believe in, and that's awesome. So there's a lot of terms around people's political and social perspectives at the moment that um, they're used in society and in the church. I was watching a, a video yesterday by the guys from uh, Pro Church Tools where they just picked apart some of the Christian ease that we, we talk about. We use, yeah. oh, it was in, in, incredible. Yeah. I love the hedge of protection. That yeah. is, it's got to be the hands down best Christian ease thing I've ever heard. Um, what but, about some barbed wire we want? Oh, Tim, Tim Hawkins says, who wants a hedge? Give me, give me a 10-foot wall with barbed that's wire, right. electrified fence. That's what I want. <laughs> give me Donald Trump's wall. Oh, it's too early. <laughs> too early. That's later on. Yeah. <laughs> Can you guys give us an overview of some of those um, kind of social perspectives sure. and political perspectives that we want to talk about in these podcasts? Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, you know, we'll be dealing with uh, Christians in culture, which means we're dealing with Christians in the political spectrum. And so our first few particularly, we'll, we'll talk about that. And I wanted to kind of give us a bit of an overview. As I talk to people, I think, you know, we, a lot of these language, like, you know, these terms are thrown around and people don't necessarily know what they mean. So uh, we hear of left and right and progressive and, and conservative. And so I thought it'd be good just to kind of give a bit of a, an overview for those of you who are listening and thinking you, you feel, might feel like you don't know what that is and you're maybe too embarrassed to ask, or that was me once. And uh, there's no dumb questions, I always say. So uh, just to give you a bit of understanding on what is it that's uh, left and right. Now, those of you who are more political than me may be able to 
explain this in more depth. I might not even have it exactly right, but for the sake of for the sake of this podcast, I think what we'll share makes a bit of sense. We tend to have what we say is left, right, and progressive, conservative, and uh, you. As a general rule, you, you see left down one end of the spectrum and right up the other, and then there's, it's a continuum between full left or, or extreme left and extreme right. Uh, and in many cases, you can do it on a straight line, left to right, but it's also good to put in progressive and conservative and make it uh, you know, a crossways, like a graph, and have it as a, as a quadrants rather than, if you can imagine this in your mind, not just one straight line, but yeah. quadrants. Just a little bit helpful. But, but in terms of what is left and right, well, the, the left actually originally, the term you'll hear in politics comes from the French Revolution. And uh, in the French Revolution, uh, basically the people revolted against the monarchy, the, the, the French monarchy, because of their excesses in living. And, and so what they did is they basically said to the people, if you want to be against the monarchy, you move to the left, and everyone who's pro-monarchy moved to the right. And so that tended to be how it, it found its orig origins, if you like. Uh, the left tend to want a bigger government. So they tend to want uh, you know, more people to have a say in society about what happens. Lots of representation rather than just a few elite people calling the shots on the way things go. They tend to look for, for more checks and balances, uh, say for big business. So they don't want large corporates monopolizing the way the society works. They tend to say it's not appropriate. We want to spread more widely among the people, which would make sense if you think the French Revolution and yep. think of the, the elite few in the monarchy ruling the roost. If you ever read anything about the, the French Revolution, it was amazing. I, my wife and I, Jill, we, we visited uh, the Palace of Versailles when we were in Paris a few years ago, and it, it was amazing to see the level of opulence that, that these people were living in. Uh, and no wonder the people revolted. So that's the, the left. Um, but also, too, the left tend to have a, a higher desire towards social justice. So they, they tend to speak up more for the care of the poor and the marginalised as a general rule uh, because of the fact that the elites living in, in the extreme life can tend to ignore the care of the poor and so on. And they tend to... Uh, inter want to intervene in and avoid economic meltdown. So what they'll do is when things are going well, they say, hey, let's tax people well and then let's spend during more difficult times so that we can, can tend to equalise and everybody gets a fair go, which is actually not that different to what Joseph did in the Bible when you think about it. Yeah. He, during a time of abundance, he said, let's, let's spend up, uh, let's, let's uh, save up and then spend when we need to spend. They... Uh, they tend to want the government to have a higher level of intervention economically. So they'll want to fight for all workers. They want to fight for all employees' rights. Um, if you take that to, to the extreme, of course, you end up with people who really have no work ethic, who are lazy, yeah. just getting the same as everybody else, which is obviously, I think, is personally, I think, is not healthy. I don't know what you guys think, yeah. but, you know, that's the downside of, yeah. of this kind of thing. You guys jump in. I'm just reading off my notes here. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. No. You're doing well. Doing well? All right. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Um, so in political parties that tend to align with the left, in Australia we've got Labor and the Greens, and, and there are different perspectives along that left mm. spectrum. So the Greens will be more more to the left than the Labor Party. In the United States, the Democrats, that's where they fit. In the, in the UK, it's the Labor Party. And if you take extreme left, alt-left, if you like, that is essentially communism. Right. That's, where co that's where communism fits in, yeah. uh, which makes sense. If you take the Ruff Russian Revolution, for instance, it was very much similar to what happened in the French Revolution. The elite opulence of the, the Russian uh, monarchy was 
put off by the people, the people put them out of power, and uh, that led to this desire for all people to be equal and so on. Of course, it doesn't happen in real life, but that's where communism comes in. Yeah. So that's the left. The, the right, uh, the right tend to believe that individuals should have less rules imposed upon them, yeah. especially economically, okay? So they, they say, basically, the harder you work, the smarter you work, the more diligent you are, the more you apply yourself, the further ahead you should get in life. Yeah. Right. So if you're prepared to work hard, you should have the benefit yeah. of working hard. Um, but of course, if that happens, to its extreme, it can be dangerous that's right. as yeah. well, because that's when you end up with elites mm. controlling the power, yeah, definitely. the majority of people yeah. who aren't in that. So in terms of parties uh, in Australia, we've got the Liberal National Party. Uh, they will be just centre, just right of the centre, if you like. One Nation is more right, the CDP, Christian Democratic Party, also on the right. In the US, you've got the Republicans, uh, the Tories in the UK, and at the extreme right, uh, you've got the opposite of communism, you've got fascism. Yeah. So Mussolini in Italy, yep. uh, you've got Hitler in Germany. And so you can see that if you look at it from a perspective, if you go too far to the left or too far to the right... It's not, you're having a bad time. You're having a bad time. You're in a, you're in a bad place. Yeah. Uh, and fortunately, I think what we want to talk about is, is that uh, as we go through this whole series is that uh, there's a lot of rhetoric and a lot of vocalisation coming from people at extreme ends of this spectrum, at both ends. Yeah. And that is, tends to be the cause of a lot of our, our uh, lack of conversation, I suppose. So that's left and right. Yeah. Progressive and conservative uh, is slightly different, although generally speaking, you'll find that progressives will tend to be on the left and conservatives will tend to be on the right. Uh, but it's better if you look at it more as a, a and up and down, yeah. Up and down. X and Y. X and Y. That's very good, Jimmy. Get in touch with your year 10 mathematics yeah. there. That was my best subject at school. It was, was it? Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> so the progressives will, they, they call themselves progressives. And obviously the, ten, the, the feeling there is that they are progressing towards some utopian worldview that's better than where we are right now. Yeah. So uh, progressives, it's, it's really a self uh, a self-named thing. Of course, conservatives will. We might use a conservative might use the term progressive, but uh, for a progressive person, but but will feel that they're not being progressive. They're actually taking society backwards from a conservative perspective. But progressives will tend to uh, be the ones that favour same-sex marriage. They tend to favour some of the big social issues like abortion and euthanasia and things like that. That we will some of those sort of very. Um, big social issues that are in the media at the moment, they will be the ones that um, that will be, you know, they'll tend to focus on. They are, tend to be in favour of more lenient immigration. Uh, they are the ones who will be most outspoken about the environment. So as we're recording this, there's a very hot topic about climate change happening in the media at the moment with the, the young Swedish girl, I think she was. Yeah. Greta something or other who, who spoke to the United Nations. Yeah. And so they'll be coming from the progressive end of the spectrum. Uh, they tend to be more for separation of church and state because they tend to feel that the church manipulates people or the church controls people. So therefore, let's separate them out. Mm -hmm. The church shouldn't have any, any say in how society will work. So that's the progressives, the conservatives. Uh, they come from a desire to conserve what they would regard as the status quo. Conservatives say, we like the way it's always been, yep. so let's stay there. Uh, not all conservatives will agree about everything, and it also depends upon the culture and the society and the nation that's being expressed mm. in. So a conservative in, in 
a Middle Eastern Islamic country will be very different to a conservative in Australia. Yep. But as a general principle, you would say a conservatives are wanting to maintain the way that it has been up until mm. at least recent times. Yep. I guess what you find, though, it's worth noting, is that, that when society changes its values, you'll start to see, as, say, for instance, we're starting to see this in, in our society in Australia, I think, is that as the progressives become the progressive worldview becomes more the uh, culturally accepted worldview that you'll start to see traits of conservatives behavior coming out in progressive people yeah uh, because now that the, the, they're the moral majority whenever a person is the moral majority they tend to think well we're right and everybody else is wrong mm -hmm. and so they want to conserve what they already have rather than fight to change what they don't have does that make yeah. sense yeah yeah definitely any thoughts on any of that no, I think it summed it up definitely. I, I, I think it's interesting. It's all, there's always the pendulum swinging, and at the moment we're, we're probably leaning more to one way or the other. And like you were saying, like when you start to see the traits from um, the left or the right, or the conservatives or the progressives um, joining in on each other, it's because the pendulum has reached the nth degree. Yes, and it needs to start coming back. I and think so, so. Something has to change. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be interesting to talk about. Yeah. yeah, we'll touch on some of that throughout this series as well. Not to provide all the answers per se, but as we said, we want to encourage some Christians to yeah. to think. I want to encourage Christians to have the ability to think for yourself and, and be comfortable doing that. And it's actually okay to say, look, I don't have an answer to that. You don't have to have an opinion about everything. Yeah, yeah that's good. Hmm. I suppose so much of what we're going to talk about, um, we'll be talking about interpreting the scriptures. So, Pastor Rowan, like, how should Christians approach the Bible, uh, just to make sure that they are actually handling it correctly. Yeah, okay. Well, I think it's important that we we take a holistic view of the Scripture. We don't just uh, take our few select Scriptures or verses or points of view that we deem dear to us and then isolate them out from everything else. I think that's when arguments happen, when we take scriptures out of context. And, and there'll be people out there who don't agree with me, I'm sure, but, uh, but there is a lot of tension in scripture. So yeah. the tension, uh, we'll probably talk about it at some point, the tension between grace and truth, for instance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one can agree on... Where where do you fall? Like yeah. in the, like in you know grace and good works. That's right. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Yeah, where where does grace finish and where the good works start and that's vice right. versa? Like that's things right. like that. Like, yeah, that's exactly there's just it. there's so much. There is so much tension yeah. that I think that um, people just take that. Oh, this is what I think it is, and they just take that as what they expect everyone else to be. Correct. Which is why we're doing this. Yeah. This podcast is so that you know you just don't take what you think is right as the given. Mm. You actually have to go. Hang on. What's the what's the broader context? What are what else is going on? Mm. And I think in scripture, a lot of the time is we just sort of leave that um, behind because you know whether we got taught it as a kid yep. or we got taught it um, in church or you know whether we you know went to theological college doesn't matter where you learn it. But if you don't continue to to read and don't continue to challenge yourself yep. and have discussions and not just sit in your own bubble and um, and you know or have discussions with people that maybe don't one hundred percent agree with you or are willing to challenge you, absolutely. Uh, that, so that's that's it's just so important, especially when it comes to scripture, because um, that is the the life of being a Christian. That's the bread. Mm -hmm. That's what gives us. That's what gives the the church is going to grow. Off, the, off scripture yep. and if 
we are not challenging ourselves to making sure that we're actually um, getting into scripture and, and actually all of scripture. And, and not just going yeah not picking bits and pieces yeah. um, where you know we we might see growth mm. might not be healthy growth but mm. we might see growth but we're not going to really see growth to its fullest yeah. and really seeing God work. Uh, in our churches and in our lives if we haven't got that healthy adoption of the fullness of, of Scripture. Yeah, yeah, good point. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this whole grace-truth thing is so important because it's messy and sometimes sometimes it's a bit of a, a gamble. We don't know whether or not – we, sometimes we'll be too gracious towards somebody when we need to give them a bit more truth. Other times yeah, we'll be yeah. too truthful when we should have shown a bit more grace. And, yeah. and it seems that when I look at the ministry of Jesus, the Scripture says he was full of grace and truth. So he yeah. found a way to do both. But yeah. if you take an honest assessment of some of Jesus' dealings with people, I think sometimes I think, wow, that, that seems awfully hard. Yeah. And other times I think, wow, that seems awfully soft. Yeah. And and so having the, the holistic view of Scripture and understanding that that as human beings, we won't get this right all the time. Therefore, let's be patient with each other. Yeah. And there will be churches and denominations that will swing more towards one side than the other. Yeah. I think that that's okay. Uh, I love this comment, Preston Sprinkle, who's a, a speaker that I love. He says, if we get the Bible right and love wrong, then mm. we're wrong. Yeah. Mm. And uh, I think that is that sums it up in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. Let's make sure we, that we yeah. just don't preach truth without love. Yeah. And I think we've all seen that happen. Yeah, I and think I've all, done that. I think, we, and yeah, we've probably all done that as well. Mm. And I, th- you know, and whenever whenever you see it, you sort of just cringe, yeah. going, and you, I can see your heart, why you're trying to do it, but you're just doing completely the wrong way. Yeah. And I think we're going to discuss a few times where that's happened. Oh, totally. Yeah. There's been like a few you, times when recently. You try to sing a song, but you can't sing. Yeah. I love what you're trying to do, but you're not doing it very well. Yeah. And, it's, and it sounds really crap. Yeah. <laughs> and, Absolutely. I mean. I love what you're saying. If we get love wrong, then we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is a massive key. It's, it's I, such a good comment, isn't it? Oh, so good. And I was watching, um, I was watching a, a sermon by a guy yesterday. I can't remember the man's name, but he was a Muslim. And he would argue with people about um, Christianity. And he, he said basically, like he quoted the verse that says that you should always be ready to give an account for what you believe. Yep. And he said that the people that he was arguing with did not have an account. They couldn't give an account for what they believed mm. apart, until they, he met this one man who was able to give him, like just rattle off exactly why he believes and um, and not only that, but also his personal testimony. Sure. And I think that's one of the things that, Yes, we need to understand the Bible, but we need to understand just as we have a personal relationship with Christ, we have to have a deep personal revelation of the Word of God as well. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Yeah, yeah I think uh, I'll, I'll say it here. It's not in my notes, but it's in my notes multiple times. And so if you stick with us for this podcast, you're going to hear me say this repeatedly. I have this, I have this revelation that's come to me in recent months that there are, when it comes to communicating God's truth, there are three levels. There is speaking the truth. Mm. That's level one. There is speaking the truth in love. That's level two. And I think that, you know, there are a few Christians who just insist on speaking truth and they don't, really don't have enough emotional intelligence to even think about how it comes across, right? Mm. They're, they're very elementary, mm. level one. Level two, I think most Christians are comfortable with level two. They understand that, hey, we need to love people. So, yeah. you know, they'll speak the truth. It might come across as harsh, but if someone says, oh, that's a bit hard or I'm, I'm again, you know, I don't agree with what you've said, the standard comeback will be, well, I'm saying it because I love you. Yeah. I'm saying it because I care about you. Yeah. Um, and that's, 
it's good in heart, but I think the missing link here is level three. And I, I think what I'm seeing, and I, I think it's in conducive with the way the world is going in the, in the season we're living in where, where the Christian worldview is becoming more out of vogue, is that this level three is becoming more important. This is my perspective anyway. Yeah. And the level three is it's not enough just to speak the truth in love. Yep. It has to be perceived in love. Yes. Yeah. If I just say, Jimmy, I'm telling you this because I love you, mm. but you're not feeling loved by me, then I think that I have not fulfilled my duty of speaking yeah. the truth in love. Yeah. So my That's job right. needs to be to say it and act and conduct mm. myself in such a way that you mm. feel love from me, not just yeah. you just hear it out of my word, out of yeah. the words out of my mouth. And 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 feel that love bef even before you start speaking the truth. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. yeah, it comes into moral authority, which is what we've been talking yes. about in the last little while. It's just having that relational authority. Yep. So you, you've spent time yep. loving that person in, in real and tangible ways yep. before you even start talking. Yep. And that is a massive key. So I think we can sum up that this first episode is just showing our heart for what the podcast will be. Um, and that is a robust discussion about some of the, the things in our society that we are seeing um, that we feel quite strongly and deeply about um, but the whole pretense behind this is to help Christians love absolutely yeah yeah because we know that the Holy Spirit is in us for the purpose of loving others yeah. and yeah. building his church yeah absolutely any final thoughts for this one no I think you've covered it mm. good sum up there anything yeah. Jimmy Rate and review. Is that what we have to say at the end of oh, every, yes, podcast? every podcast? Rate, <laughs> rate and, review. and review. I don't even know where review. our podcast can be found, whether yeah. it's going to be on iTunes, if it'll it's going to be on Spotify, it'll be on, be on Podbean, it'll be on our current or church Facebook. podcast pages for now. For now. Yes. We will All be right. on C3 Church Camden and C3 Church Peakton podcast. Yeah. We may eventually put it on our, our own podcast as well. That'll probably be step two. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us for this first episode of Christians in Culture. Very good. We'll see you next time. See you next time.